Welcome to the Leader Growth Podcast. I'm David Skidmore. It has been an amazing year walking with you all, talking about life, talking about leadership. And what we're ultimately about here is helping people overcome challenges and experience transformation. Hey, as we are wrapping up this year and looking into this next year, I am so thankful because today you are going to get to hear from one of my good friends. I would call him a mentor and my former boss, Mr. Michael Carnuccio is in the building. Michael Carnuccio, welcome today. David, I am uh, to say I'm honored to be here is an understatement, buddy. Uh, I'm, <laughs> I'm so proud of you and excited hmm. about everything. And to be able to to have a conversation today is uh, makes my year. Well, me too. And and we were going to do this conversation before, <laughs> and both of us ended up having to cancel a, a couple times. And it's actually fitting because before I was here starting Leader Growth, I was at Salt with Michael. Um, we had a fantastic run. We were there two and a half years together. Uh, he was already uh, doing some some things when, when I started and stayed on for a while after I left, but is now uh, the co-founder and the COO of Thorberg. Yep, Thorberg Collectorate. Yep. Thor, Thorberg Collectorate. <laughs> and so um, doing some amazing things in the world of investments. And, and besides that, does leadership development with um, Magellan, has some fantastic people in the corner office group, people that I admire, I look up to in leadership. So if you're looking for a place to plug in, always want you to, to know Michael is somebody that you want to learn from. Okay. Today, we are talking about leadership and we are talking about generosity, yes. which are two things that are deep in your heart. Yes. So yeah. let's start off. Leadership. Right. Why is, like for, for you, Michael, why is leadership so important to you? Ah, uh, man. Uh, I mean, the easy answer of why it's important to me is it is, it is like one of those things in here mm, that like yeah. drives me and makes me go, right? Yeah. Everybody kind of has something. Um, it is also, if you want to sit here and talk culture, you want to talk yeah. politics, you want to talk society, you want to talk about problems, I'm going to talk about the gap and the lack of leadership in, yeah. in the home, mm -hmm. in the church, in the community. Yes. And so I feel this passion that uh, there's not just a few who are like ordained and selected as leaders. Leadership is biblical. It's in different mm -hmm. circumstances. It's all of us can be leaders. Yes. And, and so waking up to that, leaning into that, man, that's a power that could change the world and is we are desperate for right now. Leadership is important when people aren't leading. It can cause an incredible. Uh, it, it can cause incredible problems for others. Right. Uh, one of my favorite quotes from uh, from Frank Smith on 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 leadership is, um, "The people who work for you are talking about you with their family at the dinner table mm. tonight. Mm. I hope you're giving them a good story. Mm. <laughs> I mm. hope that you're giving them something positive that they're able to talk about." Michael, I think Love about that. you as somebody Love who has. You, you've had a unique opportunity to to build like and, and when we first met one of the things you told me is I'm a builder mm -hmm. and so you know leaders lead in different ways understanding that you're you're a builder I think is, is just really important to understanding your own design you know how you operate uh, when you walk into a situation yeah I know you're you're looking at a lot of different things but what are some of the first things that you're looking at to, to say okay what what's important here? Maybe what do we need um, to be doing? What what are some of the first things that you're assessing? Yeah, so uh, I think before you even kind of walk into that mm -hmm. situation, 
recognizing what's drawing you to that situation, right? Yeah. Because uh, I mean, you and I were, were talking uh, a little bit offline just about the demand on time, right? Yeah. And and uh, capacity. Yeah. And you don't want to be uh, inch deep, mile wide, mm-hmm. right? Where you're really not leading. You're just mm-hmm. kind of showing up, checking a box. So yeah. you've got to kind of make sure that you're able to contribute quality time, uh, quality capacity uh, so that you can help. So Mm -hmm. even before you're stepping in, something is drawing you there. Something Mm -hmm. is that subconscious because you're wired to kind of understand, do I have time? Can I do this? Like, is it right? So recognizing what is that? And Mm -hmm. so for me, if this is a, hey, this is a quick turnaround, like a fixed situation, Mm -hmm. or hey, this is a long-term hold, we're in a Mm -hmm. great spot, just come in and kind of glad hand and be the diplomat. Mm -hmm. Like, that sounds fun, but in three months, like, I will destroy this place because (laughs) I believe in you and I'm going to try to help, but I'm going to try to build. And and so a lot of times for me, recognizing that – and what's drawing me, what will end up getting me is that I see something that can be built upon or mm. recognize something. So there's a curiosity. Mm-hmm. So that first step, I would tell any leader that is going in, trying to plug in and contribute, be curious. Mm. Curiosity is such an important leadership yeah. quality in your self-time, in in, uh, in public when you're engaging. Be curious, right? Mm. What, what is it here? Help, like ask a ton of questions. Mm-hmm. We, we do that. That's one of the things in investment – so many people think, oh, you get pitched a deal, it's an yeah. up or down, like this is Shark Tank, yeah. I'm in. No, 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 right? You're going to pitch me like the glass is overflowing, it yeah. looks beautiful, <laughs> and it's my job then to be curious and ask so many questions to figure out, okay, where's the baby ugly? Like what's going on yeah, here? Yeah, and yeah. is there an opportunity here? And I will tell you this, there has not been an investment that we have done yet mm. where it comes and we write a check and we invest exactly the way it was at that first conversation. Mm-hmm. And I use that as just an analogy. How many relationships do we have in life? How many mm-hmm. things have you been involved in where the moment it's presented to you and then when you look back six months, it's it's completely yeah. different, right? Yeah. So being curious, I think, is the, the short answer <laughs> to well, your question. So to, to that, and I, I love what you said there about curiosity. I've noticed some leaders start with the plan first, and sure. some leaders start with people. Right. And so right. when right. when when you're looking at right. you know how you want to build, how do you view yeah, that? Is this it, is great. Yeah. It, Remember this: um, you you will always get more from a great guy or gal and a mm. mediocre plan than you will from a mediocre person with a great plan. Mm, so yeah. I, I respect. Like I respect the attention, the nuance to the plan and the structure, but for me, it's people. Mm-hmm. People are going to be the start, and people are going to be the finish. And yeah. as a leader, your job is to remove barriers for people to succeed. So mm-hmm. people are in the middle of the story yeah. too, right? So for me, it's all about people. If if the people aren't right, then it, the rest of it, like yeah. I don't know, right? This might be a great plan. How about we do a leverage buyout? Yeah, I'll take it. We'll go make it work somewhere else. Okay, so. One thing I noticed when we were at Salt, and I'm sitting around yeah. the table there. I don't even notice it at first. I think I, I think I picked it up towards the end, or maybe even like a year after. You know, it's like one day I'm driving and I'm like, "Holy cow, Mike was a freaking magician!" <laughs> like we didn't. So, <laughs> or he stumbled into something that worked. <laughs> so, like you were you were casting vision, hmm. but at the table you always worked really hard to make sure every, everybody else spoke into it. Mm-hmm. Can you talk a little bit about that tension of being both the directional leader, 
but also wanting everybody to speak into it. And I mean, in, in Salt's case, you're talking about a founder sure. in, in Wes who is directional. And so like you're, you're in a unique situation there. How did you um, think through bringing people forward, helping everybody be bought in? And at the same time, we are going here and doing it in such a subtle way that a lot of times I don't think we caught it. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, I appreciate the the question, the recognition, mm-hmm. and and I I somewhat jokingly, but I think there was a little bit of uh, if it worked right, stumbling into it mm-hmm. because you recognize as a CEO, right? At the mm-hmm. end of the day, the the buck stops with you, right? Mm-hmm. And and yeah. you find a confidence for me, uh, my faith, uh, and where my foundation is that removes a lot of that worry. Mm-hmm. So it, it it allows me to kind of all right, we're gonna we're going here, yeah. right? But when you go here, you want everybody involved, and mm-hmm. they're going to get involved from one of two ways: either the old pirate saying that the beatings uh, will continue until morale improves, right? So you ah. either you either run like a a, a just hard wheeled yeah. if they want to get a paycheck and survive or be part of whatever it mm-hmm. is, they got to buy in. That's never lasting, and it's brutal, and you're not getting the best out of people, mm-hmm. right? The other option is you, people own it. Right, they, they, you want them when they're going home and talking about you at the dinner table. You want it to be in a conversation where they are just speaking joy about mm. what they got to do that yeah. day. Right. So, how can you? One of the barriers you can remove is give them an opportunity to speak in to be part mm-hmm. of something. And for most leaders, if we're honest, mm. like so many leaders struggle with feeling like a fraud, right? Mm. Or feeling like they don't yep. know, right? Yep. Well, if you let people speak in and you take their counsel, not only mm-hmm. are you giving them part of the process, you're getting them invested in the process, you're actually going to learn some stuff, right? So mm. y- you are like light years ahead of me in terms of creativity, right? And and I recognize okay. that. And and you've got this, uh, this passion, this drive, and this ability to be creative about visionary conversations or decisions that need to be made. So why would I ever, sitting at a table where someone like you is sitting there, and then someone that's completely opposite us on the other side of the table... Mm. Why not kind of put it out there, have a conversation? It's almost like going to school and learning a little bit. <laughs> and then, you know, you make your call and, yeah. and you go in a direction. And then two hours from now, you're going to be in a situation where something you learned from somebody at that table is going to allow you to make the next decision. And so I, I just hmm. I started to feed off that and love that. That's why yeah. our staff meetings would, right? We'd all sit around the table and we'd kind of spend some time. And how did I always start them? Hey, how was your weekend? Yep. Here's a question. We, yeah. we had a couple staff members that were like, "Let's are, go, let's, let's go. go." And yeah. I'm like, "No, no, no. This is the most important time, mm. right?" So anyway, so I, I want to uh, come back to something you yeah. said there. You you became a student. Mm-hmm. So one of the greatest fears I don't remember where where I read this, but one of the greatest fears that a lot of men specifically face is feeling like they don't know something. Right. So essentially, incompetence, right. Right. ignorance. Right. How do you, if you don't know, and people are looking at you at, at the table and you're like, I actually, cause I've, I've been in that seat now. Right. And people look at you right. and you're like, I actually don't know. And I've had a couple of times just being honest. Sure. Where like, I feel myself kind of bow up and I'm right. like, 
oh, you're going to question? <laughs> and then I'm like, they weren't questioning me. Right. They were asking, where are we going? Right. Okay. Right. So right. how do you like keep that in mind and keep the conversation going? Because I noticed like de- during that time, you didn't really go into a defensive mode. Mm-hmm. You kept the conversation going. Mm-hmm. Some of those situations, it's less about what do I see and what do I want to do? It's more about where are we going hmm. together? Where yeah. are we going to end up? What does success yeah. look like for us? And so... That's, you know, that's perfectly healthy to, to not know in that mm-hmm. situation and to be very open. Uh, I mean, the Bible tells us to seek wise counsel, right? Mm-hmm. And yeah. I would think that a lot of times you're in those meetings, mm-hmm. having those conversations, you have staffed your table with mm-hmm. people you consider to be wise in their field, right? Mm-hmm. And so, or with their area of expertise, so you can, you can uh, uh, feed off of that. But I think it's, I think transparency is healthy mm-hmm. now. If you're in a crisis moment and a decision yeah. has to be made and everyone's looking at the leader, there are mm-hmm. those leadership moments, right? Mm-hmm. The, the ship is heading into a storm. How are we going to turn the helm? That kind of stuff. But you'll you'll usually know going into those, right, mm-hmm. what that moment is and be able to figure it out. But I think transparency is healthy. I think mm-hmm. it's okay. So one of your famous quotes, I've got like a few, I've got them on a Rolodex. <laughs> we spent enough time together. I mean, like you and I spent yeah, a lot of right. time together. Uh over a two and a half year period. Sure. And a lot of that was actually out of office. You know, yes. It was yeah. at EOTA. Oh, yeah. Um, you, you say, hire a team of people that, out can, that, that can outrun you. Yep. Okay, so yep. I'm thinking about some leaders who, who go, okay, Michael, I hear like the idea of a team that could outrun me, but that kind of scares me. No, sure. Because... What, what do I do? It feels like that gets out of control. Mm-hmm. I can't control it anymore. So how, how do you think about those two things from like inspiring, but also like keeping direction for them? Yeah. So I think every leader uh, just has to start by wrestling with this question and finding their place in it. Right. Mm-hmm. What, what does success look like? What, yeah. what are you in this for? Yeah. Right. So, okay. Let, let's say you're in it for money, mm-hmm. right? You're, you're leading a company, yeah. you're leading an initiative and success means everybody makes a ton of money mm-hmm. and you can achieve these new things you've had on your goal, yeah. right? Um, if that's the case, then you want everybody on your team that you've brought in mm-hmm. to outperform their goals, right? Yeah. <laughs> and to exceed. Say that your goal is community impact or you want to change society or whatever. Well, yeah. okay, then you're going to need some pretty heavy lifting mm-hmm. from people. So a model where you are kind of running the right mm-hmm. point, you don't have enough resources, right? You don't command the National Guard, right? So you, yeah. you can't get that kind of stuff done. So you've got to have that. So mm-hmm. I find that for a leader, if you're spending your time empowering those people and removing barriers, that's the highest, best use of your time. Mm-hmm. And so if the people that are there are like thoroughbreds <laughs> that either can outrun you or are soon going to outrun you mm-hmm. because you're empowering them, that is the best way to create a a system, a team, or anything that is going to over you know perform or outperform their their mm-hmm. goals. And I'm telling you, like the co- think of a couple coaches you admire, yeah. or like you read their book or you mm-hmm. talk about or anything. Every single one of those coaches mm-hmm. has a coaching tree that has transformed the sport that they're in. Right? Mm-hmm. We can immediately say like, oh yeah, this assistant, this guy yeah. played for him, this this this. Well, that's you. That's mm-hmm. the leader in you. That's your chance that five, 10 years from now, there are so many people, you're a perfect example. 
we had a great opportunity to work together, mm -hmm. learn from each other, yeah. do some cool stuff together. And you were outpacing me, outrunning me. And look what you've done now. Look how many leaders you are impacting and how much change is happening, right? Yeah. That's, that, that's fantastic. That's what you want to have happen. It, that is so much better for the world than David and Michael still working together in an office because Michael didn't remove barriers or empower David and because David hasn't realized his potential and outrun Michael. Like, how is that good for anyone? This is much better. So this is what a leader should be aspiring to. This is success. Okay, well, one, I, I want to come back and say thank you. Also, <laughs> I don't know if, if we were measuring impact. We were just talking through, like, the couple of things that you've added into your life recently, like I'm, I'm, I'm trying to keep my my head above water with with, with leader growth, and then you, you know, are. you got. I, I don't know. There are probably <laughs> no less than ten things that you have your your hand in at any given time, which is which is really impressive. Like the more that I've gotten um, to look at the things that you've done, whether that's at E Foundation, um, whether that's at Salt. Which, by, by the way, under your leadership, I do want to to acknowledge under your your leadership. Salt had its largest enrollment that it ever had. Now, I know that right. that came through bringing on Taylor West. Right, I was just um, gonna say. Yeah, but there was also a goal involved in that. And I, I think in that time, we got to impact a, you know, a, a lot of people's lives through that. Um, there were things, I think, at that time that Salt did that it, it, it hadn't done before. It may not do again in, in the future, but there was a, a unique window of time. That unique window of time was also COVID. Yeah. Like we got going yeah. in July of 2019 yeah. and we're off to the races and it's dangerous because, you know, we sit down with it's, it's you, Wes and me in, in mm -hmm. a conversation and Wes is talking about starting fires. Mm -hmm. And what I don't know about you is that you've got like a semi truck of napalm. <laughs> So when he when he's talking about fires, you're like, I can, I'll just throw napalm <laughs> right, on this thing. It's ready to to blow up. And right. I love fires too. Right, and so like right. we we'd walk out of those those little sessions at a coffee shop or wherever, so fired up, so pumped up. Yeah, we're working on things. We're running, going hard. Amazing team there. We get to March, 2020. Yeah, March 2020, mm -hmm. and boom, everything changes. Mm -hmm. I'm I'm curious because I don't think I ever got to ask you what was leading like what what, what was it like leading through COVID for you? <laughs> it was um, it was I look back on it and as a leader mm -hmm. that is probably the uh, most significant uh, time of my life for God to work on me and stretch me and mm. pour into me. And help me realize uh, more of what I believe my call is, and what um, I got. I got so much deeper in in my walk and my faith and everything, uh, and was blessed by that experience mm -hmm. as hard as it was. Um, uh, yeah. So that when you when you ask about that, that's what I look back and think about. Yeah, yeah. I, th I I think about when we first started working. Uh, we were talking about things we we love to do. Sure. And I was talking about creative projects, and you were like. You, you were talking about generosity mm -hmm. and you said, I mm -hmm. love to walk in mm -hmm. and inspire that person to give one of the biggest gifts that they've ever given in their life, if not the biggest. Right. Like, I love that feeling of, of asking that. And I was like, how would you like asking that? <laughs> That's crazy. Right. Now, like, oh, yeah. I've seen it. I, 
I know that you really treasured generosity. And so generosity at that time, people are fighting. People are trying to, to figure like, how will I make it? And dear, during that time, like wh- what were some of the things mm-hmm. um, that, that you had as far as mindset shifts maybe around sure. generosity during COVID? Okay, so um, let's frame this conversation, mm-hmm. yeah. right? So I, I always, a lot of times leaders will think of, like going into battle or set, mm-hmm. you know, a, a ship. We use a yeah. lot of analogies all the time about like commanding a ship across mm-hmm. the sea and, you know, burn the warships behind you. Yeah, You're not yeah. going back, all that stuff. Well, okay. Um, you know, you're on on headed to new land, right? You've got yeah. vision. Everybody's excited. Everybody's on the ship and going. Then the storm hits in mm-hmm. the middle. And half the boat is like, we should turn back, right? Yeah. And another half of the boat is like, you know, if we if we go a little off course, we can avoid the bad stuff. Mm-hmm. Take us a little longer. Maybe it's not the same as we get there, but it'll be like 80% of what we thought it was. So that's still worth it. And there's got to be one person on that ship that holds on to that vision and says, no, we're going to make it. Mm-hmm. And we can overcome this. And that yeah. has to be the leader of the ship, yep. right? The captain of the yeah. ship. So that was kind of the mindset and the framework going in, mm-hmm. right? We have got to stay on path, mm-hmm. on course, and I've got to keep this fuel burning. Yeah. And so what has to happen? Because you're going to have to make yeah. changes, right, in the middle of that, the gusting winds and mm-hmm. the 60-foot, you know, all that kind of, however the analogy plays out. And so, um, you know, tactically, mm-hmm. uh, every week or two, I'm updating our cash flow spreadsheet. Mm-hmm. I'm into the business. I'm working with that team to do that, engaging board leadership. Um, you can learn so much from people in crisis and you can get so much out of people. But let me just take a side because you brought up generosity. Mm-hmm. We make the mistake when we think of generosity of thinking that's a financial transaction. Mm. Every one of us is empowered and our steward. If we are breathing today, we are stewarding gifts that we've been given. This is good. Time, yes. talent, energy, capacity, intellect. And the act of generosity is giving those, leveraging those, contributing those to the greater good mm-hmm. and expecting nothing or limited return back, yeah. right? So our board was insanely jealous or, or generous, excuse yep. me, at that yeah. time. Yeah. Um, and I was jealous of that in a sense because uh, they gave so much of their time and capacity mm-hmm. and intellect, right? I mean, yeah. you've got you've got a guy like Scott McLean mm-hmm. that, is the, that was president of Sonic, retires and then starts a second career as the the head of HL American Investments, right? Right. And here you've got access to him in the middle of that on your, you know, million dollar organization spreadsheet for him to pour in and, and answer questions, give mm-hmm. you advice. Unbelievable yes. kindness with his time and his in right. So generosity, we all have the ability, every single person watching or listening to this right now Mm. has blood that's flowing through them. And there's somebody that needs that blood tomorrow to live. Mm. And it doesn't take much to go donate blood. That's being incredibly generous. It doesn't cost you a dime. All of us could do that tomorrow, right? That's just Mm -hmm. an example. So in the middle of that, it was a thought of generosity and that shift of trying to get the biggest financial Mm -hmm. gift, pitching a vision, became what gifts and talents does everybody have that we need to stay on this course and how can I engage mm-hmm. them or ask them to participate in it? And some of it was with the team, right? Yeah. And there were some tough decisions that had to, had to be made financial and otherwise, but um, giving people a part uh, and an opportunity to be involved in that and not just saying like, okay, here's mm-hmm. the code today. Yeah. Yeah. I think about that time, like that moment in time yeah. is so significant 
Um, it's a shaping moment. I think like all of us were, like everybody else in culture, we're stressed, we're, everybody's feeling overwhelmed, like, you know, life's starting again, then it stops again, starts again, stops again, we're all going oh, through sure. that. We hit a point as an organization yeah. where we aren't funded. Right. And right. you stopped taking a paycheck, which you didn't tell us at the time. I don't know how many months. It was like three, four, five, six months. You know how many months? Seven. Seven. Yeah. 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 And then I think Trevor talked about that at the end of that year to us. Um, to this day, I look back, I'm like, it's just insanely generous. At that time, like, what is it in you that's inspiring you to say, I'm not going to take a salary. I'm putting the team first. Um, uh, okay. So it's this sense of, um, I mean, you get this as a leader of your team, you, you love the people, you know, their stories, you know, their lives, mm -hmm. you know, what happens with their paycheck, right? Mm -hmm. Um, you, you know, um, the value they are and what you want to show to them. Mm -hmm. And so when, when the decision came that like, Hey, we all take a haircut, um, equally across the board, my first reaction was, but that haircut, you know, yes, it makes sense on paper, 3%, mm. 5%, 10%, but that 10% to so-and-so is different than that 10% to an executive, right? Mm. If you look at ban pay mm -hmm, bands sure. and everything else. Um, and and then I, I, I started thinking about what that 10% could look like, mm. and I was not satisfied with that option. That was not... That was being on the ship in the middle of the storm. We've got to reduce weight. And so uh, we're throwing rations over. And now I know somebody that needs those calories is not going to eat. Like, that's unacceptable for mm -hmm. a leader. Has to be another option, right? Mm -hmm. And um, and just in consideration and being in a position to be able to mm -hmm. kind of make that call, um, I was more comfortable with... Uh, what I knew about our position in terms of savings or anything else. And so in the speed of the moment, um, that was a more acceptable option to me than the other. Mm. Uh, and I could not justify in my spirit uh, the other. And so I unilaterally made the decision. Um, and uh, the board uh, the board was uncomfortable with it. But you get, the other thing you got to remember, like I don't mm -hmm. want anyone to think like, oh, Mike's great, Mike's a hero. I made that decision in the time because the way like you rightly identified mm -hmm. it was like week to week, month to month. At the time, it was like this month, <laughs> right? Because next month will yeah. be all right, so right. we can we can absorb this month. Yeah. But then once you open that policy next month, you can't reverse that policy, mm -hmm. right? You've you've bought in, and so when I mentioned a, a little bit ago when you asked me, and I said God did such a work stretching mm -hmm. me mm -hmm. in a way that couldn't have happened. Mm -hmm. This is one of the ways. Like I am a guy. When people ask me, and sometimes people say, "What's my Carnuccio's bio? Mm -hmm. Can you send it?" I say, "It's easy. It's Christian Italian capitalist. Done. Say that. <laughs> I can talk." Yes. And so, for a guy that admittedly and unabashedly loves free market business development, investment resources, reinvesting those resources, to have none, mm. and to still go and move forward without identifying how you're going to have any of that in the future and mm -hmm. knowing deeper and deeper that goes 
that was uh, an unparalleled, unparalleled leadership retreat that I had with the Lord over those months, yeah. and I'm grateful for it. Change who you are as a person. I watched yeah. you like just go through this transformation. I think we we all went went through one, but you went through a profound transformation at that time. Um, and now it, it's it's really cool to see how the Lord has led you and just moved you into some new opportunities that actually have to do with more. <laughs> it's more abundance. It's even in in the world now of of investments. It's yeah. I don't have to get into every deal that, yeah. that you're part of. It's I I know it's it's a lot, but <clears throat> it's really awesome to see the journey through and that like in the middle it was like I'm doing this and I'll just walk it all the way through. Well, I mean, I'm yep. working with a guy that uh, has in a year done more fasting and gone deeper than I have in my life. And so, you know, I can... Okay, so can we're going to shift the, over now. <laughs> um, but, uh, but, but I appreciate that. But I got to tell you, like, I came out of it a little radical. I came out of it a little radical in my thinking. Like, mm -hmm. and I'm not talking yep. like you hear the word radical today and like, oh, political or all oh, this mm -hmm. music's avant garde yep. again. You know, no, no, no. I'm talking like in in my thought process about investing and in my mm -hmm. thought process about um, how do we truly help and give mm -hmm. uh, and contribute to make the world better. Yep. In my thought of uh, leadership mm -hmm. uh, in our community and what it should look like, I I've become. Uh, a little more, um, uh, I, I am unabashed and I yeah. am, uh, I am less patient. Mm. Okay. So to that, yeah. cause we're talking two leaders sure. and we're talking about generosity. Yeah, man. That's your camera. Yep. I just want you to, to actually talk to them for a minute about what's possible in their leadership. If they get irrationally generous over this next year. <clears throat> All right. All right. Here it goes. Stop surviving and start focus on thriving. Start focusing on everything you're involved in. What does it look like to thrive? You've got a community that is on your heart. You've got a cause you serve on the board or you contribute or you volunteer with. Stop participating and allowing that cause to just survive and just operate every year and meet payroll. If that's all that cause is doing, shut it down and find something else to do. What does it look like for that cause to achieve its mission tomorrow? What does it look like for the impact of that cause to be thriving? And go after that and pour everything you have into that. Stop giving to a charity to help part of a community and start investing in a business mm. that will create jobs and feed people, teach them how to fish, and help them instead of just today. There's always immediate needs that leaders can pour themselves into, and you should take everything you have in time, talent, and capacity that you're stewarding in terms of generosity to help mm in the immediate need, but you should be investing those things that you have, investing those things into your community, into your peers, into your family, so that people are thriving. And that looks different from what the world is telling you, right? If it, it, here, Here's a practical example. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna get pretty radical yeah. on you. let's go. If you take two people and you take them in their mid-20s and you have this one start saving and putting money into his 401k, and you have this one that starts seeding little entrepreneurial ideas and pouring in and putting a little bit here and using their time and their talent as sweat equity to build things up. By the time they're 35, this one is going to have a bigger nest egg than this one mm. is. 
And this one's nest egg is not just going to be dollar signs. It is going to be influence. It's going to be experience. It's going to be capacity that is going to leverage so mm. much more by the time this one's done. It, it, th- that is just one example, right, of, of many uh, that we could go through that, that could happen, but stop surviving and start thriving and helping others to thrive. Okay, there we go. Boom. Man, you got me. Let's go. All right, here we go. Part two. <laughs> okay, so, so Michael, when, when you look and you see people who are not living to their potential right. and not taking risk, what happens on the inside? Yeah, this is the th- – thank you so much for mentioning risk. Um, and my partners mm-hmm. at Thorberg and I will joke with each other all the yeah. time because, like, I am the most risk-tolerant dude you know, right? <laughs> like, it doesn't matter what room we walk into, I'm going to be that guy. I've seen it. I've lived it. <laughs> <laughs> and I and – I, I, but my peers yes. that, that in part of why we work together is they're extremely risk-adverse or mm-hmm. risk-sensitive, right? Okay. And so that, that helps create balance, which I think is healthy. Um, but w- when I think about risk, one of the things I think about is, um, what, what are you risking, right? What are you mm-hmm. afraid of? If you believe that the treasure that you have, mm-hmm. uh, is something you are stewarding, mm-hmm. right? And, uh, it comes from God and it can, it can be taken away tomorrow and it yeah. can be doubled tomorrow. Then if you are leaning into your call and purpose and advancing the kingdom and everything else, what are you worried about? Mm-hmm. Why, why are you at all risk adverse? You, you should be the most risk tolerant there and put all the chips on the table in that scenario. If you're not in one of those scenarios where you have to be a little more risk sensitive because those aren't the qualifiers, yeah. why are you in that situation? Hmm. Right? Why are you having to assess that? You should be putting yourself in a position of, of, of better leverage on your uh, capacity. But, um, but anyway, I just... I think I've gotten off from your question a little bit there, but when you mentioned risk, I was like, yeah, yes, yeah. that is one of the things that is holding leaders back so much. Oh, what if I'm, uh, what if I have no business sitting at this table? What if I, I don't, I can't join this conversation? Mm-hmm. What if, uh, uh, I don't know how to do this or, or what if I'm not what is needed or what, if, man, if a door is open for you, you've got something to offer. Yeah. And I think a lot of leaders that are hungry, that are going, that are feeling that fire, they know that. Mm. They may not know how to apply that, but yeah. they know that. Oh, man. So good. Okay. So a couple things as we're going into yeah. a new year. We're yeah. all getting ready right now to launch well. We should be thinking about that. Love I'm it. winding down, but yep. how do I launch well? Okay, so we want to unlock people's potential. Mm-hmm. We want leaders mm-hmm. to be leading with confidence, and we want them, as, as you said, to put the chips on the table and to really go for it. Okay, so let's say somebody's sitting here and they say, okay, Michael, I hear what you're saying, but I've gone for it and it didn't work mm-hmm. out. Mm-hmm. What do you say? Been to, there. Yeah. Yeah, what, what would you say to, to that person and walk them through why it's worth going for it? again. Yeah. So uh, a lot of times when we have those Mm -hmm. situations, and if there's a leader Mm -hmm. that is like, oh, everything they've touched has turned to gold, Mm -hmm. everything else, then there's something they're not telling you, or they're not really a true hardened leader, right? So um, we all go through those times. Mm -hmm. So what I would first say is like, hey, good news, you're not alone. Mm-hmm. You need to be in a group with other leaders if you're not. Yeah. Like grab coffee like we always used mm-hmm. to or get yep. together with a group together, break bread, share those stories. You'll mm-hmm. find out. You'll you'll learn a lot of good get strategies. Get in, join corner office. Right. <laughs> get, um, 
get uh, get get plugged in um, on that. But but here's the other thing I'd say. Mm-hmm. Like so for me, I went through at the end of last year, beginning of this year, and I won't go through all the detail, but I'll describe some of it. One of the hardest professional points, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. In, in so here I am. I've announced my transition from Salt mm-hmm. late 2021, going into 2022. We have formed the investment company, Mm -hmm. um, and we're walking through that process. Salt has gone through a transition, identified a new CEO, getting ready to name Mm -hmm. that new CEO. And parallel to that, we've got our main investors going to partner with us, and we're going to launch this fund going into Mm -hmm. next year. We're at this time, right? And as we get close to the end of the year, a couple things start changing about the potential of that lead investment and what it might look like. Mm -hmm. So we're going into the first of the year and I'm thinking like, we're going to hit running and God's like, you're not there yet. (laughs) And if you, if you know me, like you'll remember about me, I am an abs, like I am a freak about the Christmas season. Love it. Like I want everything decorated, jingles, everything. Yes. And I hunger all year round for like right before Christmas through the end Mm -hmm. of the year, like resting Mm -hmm. with my family. Yeah. So here I am, 2021. What's the one thing I want for Christmas? Rest with my family. What's the one thing I don't get? Any of that. Because, <laughs> yes. right, we're... And we hit the first of the year, and I'll, I'll speed up the story. We get to mm. that board meeting day, mm-hmm. and I know that if I mention to the board, like, hey, I, I need a little more time. Can we mm-hmm. extend the transition? They're, they are generous. They're kind, we're at a spot. They mm-hmm. would say yes. But that's not fair to the new CEO. Mm-hmm. If I'm in his shoes, that's not the role of a leader. Mm-hmm. A leader, when a new leader comes in, you got to get out of their way if mm-hmm. you believe in what you've built and you believe in the, the the organization, the team. So that wasn't the right thing to do. So it was like a okay. And I remember having that that uh, last board meeting. We did it on Zoom, and it was the first time that like they go into executive session and I tab out. Right? Mm, They're like, yeah. thanks, Michael, and I'm done. Yeah. Screen goes dark, and I sit there, and I don't know what I'm doing tomorrow. Yeah. It hasn't started. Yes. The world thinks I'm crazy, right? That's yep. If anybody knows this at the time, mm-hmm. I'm nuts. Why mm-hmm. have you leveraged and put all this and nothing's going forward? Mm-hmm. So the only thing I could control, now I'm getting back full circle mm-hmm. to what I would tell someone, what is the one thing you can control? The one thing you can control is what are you going to do with your time and your mind and your heart? Mm. And so the next morning... Up to that point, I had not been consistent about quiet time or anything else. So the next morning, I got up one hour before I had to. Mm-hmm. And I went out, and it was cold, turned the fireplace on, had a cup of coffee sitting there. And I was like, I don't know, God. I don't, I, clearly, you don't want anything from me. I don't know what I'm supposed to do. Yeah. All I have to give right now mm-hmm. is time. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to give you some time. What do you want to talk about? And that's literally what I did that next morning because I'm I'm kind of torn up in here. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of mad. Yeah. like, yeah. How, why am I in this spot? We just came mm-hmm. through COVID. Yeah. Like, we did it. I poured in. Why am I here? Yeah. And uh, I have now every morning since mm. I get up one hour before I have to. Right. I'm not like Gary Brooks strong. Right. My friend Gary Brooks, like <laughs> that dude's locked in. Yeah. At a, like he makes military guys look like they're sleeping in. Yeah. But he, like I'm not like that. It's just yeah. whatever time I got to get up. It's an hour earlier, mm-hmm. and that first hour goes to God, and mm-hmm. it goes to, what are we going to do today? What does all this mean? Where are we supposed to go? And that, like, that's how I started the next morning, mm-hmm. and I get the phone call from my business partner now, Grant. It's like, hey, 
I got an idea on a pivot we could do here, mm. and the rest is history. But I've stayed with that. So my my advice on that question is, you're not alone. Mm. Don't be. Don't feel like you are less of a leader. In mm-hmm. fact, it makes you almost more of a leader that you lost the World Series, right? Or yeah. that it didn't work yeah. out and you blew yeah. the save. If I'm using the analogy, mm-hmm. you're not alone. Find others, learn from them. But what you still have is you have time, you have talent, you have capacity, and so you can still control mm. and manage that and what you're going to do with it and how you handle that is going to change the course of the rest. I love what you said there, Michael, because I, I feel like if, if we as leaders, if we take this time to reset, yep. if we take this time to recenter yep. and say, this is who I'm going to be, whether things are good or whether things are bad, because that habit has kept you going through, you know, every day when you're an entrepreneur isn't a perfect day. No. People might go, man, you get to control your own schedule. Well, okay. okay. <laughs> Sounds <laughs> so, good. Yeah. So it's, it's not like, like it's just rainbows and butterflies all the time. Like there are a lot of challenges along the way, but that early morning time and recentering and then saying, okay, I'm going forward. Like my, my story doesn't move backwards. Mm-hmm. I don't necessarily know the, um, the way forward, but I do know this: seek first His kingdom yep. and His righteousness. Amen. All the other things are going to be added, and I love that He's able to add those things to us, you know, as we put Him first. So, man, thank you for jumping on on the Leader Growth Podcast today. Thank you for having me. It's an honor this to sit hard. with you. I appreciate you. I love you, and um, yeah, what a gift for the Leader Growth community to be able to hear from you here at the end of this year. Well, thank you, David. And just as a last thing, dude. I can't tell you how proud I am uh, of, of you and how much you inspire me and others watching you walk out and just continue to climb a mountain and to build for others and expand for others. Mm. Uh, it is truly inspiring what you're doing. And I wish you and Leader Growth all the best in 2023 and am uh, humbled and truly appreciative to spend some time with you today. Thank you. All right. Hey, we are going to be back here kicking off January with some new content. This is what it's going to look like as we're going into a new year. We're actually going to dial back the number of podcast episodes that we're doing. Uh, We're going to kick off in the first Tuesday of the year. Every Tuesday, you're going to get a brand new episode. And then what what we're going to do is we're going to have some bonus footage that's going to come in uh, with some different conversations at different points in this year. Each episode is going to give you a simple and clear message that you can practically apply to your life and to your leadership. And so it's going to be absolutely fantastic. Hey, if you want to jump in uh, becoming part of Leader Growth, you can do that at leadergrowth.us. You can also uh, join a Leader Growth group. We do individual coaching, um, all the rest of it. Would love to be able to play a part in your life. We're launching all of our line, uh, all of our online stuff going into 2023. You can check that out at leadergrowth.us. Once again, fantastic conversation today with Michael Carnuccio. Go check out everything that he's doing on how to lead with generosity. You may want to be part of a corner office group going into a new year. Once again, I'm looking forward to seeing you in a new year. Until then, love hard, live full, and lead strong. This is the anthem, our declaration. We are locked in, all in and full out. We are the roar. You think you can run with us? Let's go. I get lying in my blood. You
Ryan, yep. and I see you.